Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, as this show would not be possible if it wasn't for them. Millie and Ma, the stylish and unique all-Australian gift boxes. Their ranges include corporates, him and her, babies, or you can design your own. Catch them today at www.millieandma.com.au. That's www.millieandma.com.au. And last but not least, RetroJet Prints. At RetroJet, they create unique, high-quality, retro-inspired artwork that's affordable. Designed by them for you to suit any setting. Find them today at RetroJet Prints on Instagram or Facebook. And now, let's start the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 73 of the Pressure Point podcast. Week two of the finals were played over the weekend, the two semi-finals. One of them in particular was arguably the game of the season, if not one of the best finals you'll ever see um, between the Brisbane and the Bulldogs. That was some sort of match, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. And is it any coincidence that the Bulldogs have been in probably two of the best finals we've seen recently? If you go back to the 2016 prelim against the Giants and now again against the Dogs, there I mean, against the Lions, sorry. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it was an unbelievable game and came down to a one-point deficit. So it was great. Yeah, great game. Great game. We'll, uh, we'll get into it um, a bit later. But before we start, I like your growth. As well, you, you're growing a little beard. Uh, it's you. probably the first time on this podcast that you're getting a bit of growth. I like it. So, <laughs> bit of a lockdown, lockdown that's, thing. That's by choice, not due yeah. to like <laughs> I've chosen not to grow it out. Yeah, no, you know, in lockdown, grow it out a little bit. I've had some good feedback, so just keep it going, and yeah, we'll see how long. I don't think it'll get much longer than this. To be fair, I'll probably just keep trimming it from here on out. But no, it looks good. How long is it now? Oh, you've had it growing for. I'm not sure. I give it a trim once every couple of weeks, just to, you know, tidy it up a little mm. bit. Don't don't let it get out of hand. So it looks. No, I've got to keep looking handsome. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, you know, an identity to maintain. And you got you got fans that follow you. So oh, that's it. That's it. I've been called out in public a few times now. So I've got to be yeah. on my, looking my best at all times. Yeah, I love it. Keep it growing. It's it looks good. Thank when you. When I first saw you tonight, I was like, oh. Well, the this shaved guy. the shaved head as well. Yeah. Getting that Adam Saad look about me if I keep growing it enough. So. Bit of Adam Saad, even bit of Heisenberg about you as well. <laughs> We'll stick with the side one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk footy. That's what we're here for. Please. Um, let's talk about the first semi-final that was between Geelong and the Giants on Friday night. Bit of an interesting... The first half was a bit bit dull, a bit dour, low scoring, and then Geelong sort of kicked away um, in the last quarter. And I don't know, just, you never felt like the Giants were ever in that game, did you? No, not really. And in saying that, though... I, Probably wasn't until that last quarter that I thought they were out of the game, if that makes sense. I didn't think they were in it, but I didn't think they were out of it either. Probably until that last quarter where Geelong really got on a roll. But, yeah, I think Geelong's experience and the Giants' injuries hurt them. And, like, yeah, Geelong just took it away and did what most probably expected them to do and bounced back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Giants having Toby Green out, which a lot has happened between our last episode and this one with the whole Toby Green thing. Um uh, for those of you who <laughs> missed the news over the last week, Toby Green ended up getting a uh, three-game suspension, which is going to be appealed by the AFL. They don't think it's enough. Um, so, essentially, he's cost his cost his team a win in that game. They were never winning that game without Toby Green, in my opinion. So Absolutely not. I don't think so at all. Yeah. So, um, staying on the Toby Green theme, though, Joel Sauer did a very similar thing to what Toby Green did a few weeks ago with the, the elbow to the face, uh, a bit of a fend-off that Toby Green did to Dangerfield, and Selwood does it. 
gets nothing for it. Well, so, I mean, I mean, not I, surprised I don't want to either. Salty, but yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised at all. I feel like Joel Selwood, especially, but Geelong seem to have a rule that no, none of the other clubs have. And I was watching the Daisy and Heather show and. Um, Heath Shaw made a good point. He goes, if you ask someone from another country that's never seen the game before and show them those two incidences and says, what's the difference? There's none. Mm. No difference. They've just gone on the result because Dangerfield went off with a... He went to hospital, but he played the next week, so he was yeah. fine. And so and do we go by the result or do we go by the act? It should be the act, not Absolutely. the result. Absolutely. For mine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I sure. think. Anyway, so I don't see how he can get off. Where's the consistency? And there's obviously a rule for Toby Green that the rest don't have. And look, as much as you know, you want to see people avoid doing those things, you've got to be consistent. I don't want to see players be suspended, but if you're going to suspend one, you've got to suspend the next guy. Yeah. I feel like, like this whole Toby, like we're probably confusing ourselves here. He's been suspended twice in this time that we're talking about. But yeah. that, that one, the Alba against Dangerfield... That's the one where he got suspended for a week. Yeah, fair enough. There's probably a Toby rule there because um, Salwa does the exact same thing and gets nothing. But the one he did last week, where he shouldered an umpire, there's no Toby rule there. You just can't do that. No, the umpire yeah. one's fine. Yeah. The umpire one's fine. So Although we're people, talking people were also arguing that a couple of years yeah. ago, Tom Hawkins smacked an umpire's hand away from him and got nothing. I think it was it a week or he got. I think he might have got one week or didn't get anything mm. or something like that. And he, or very minimal. And that was all he got. Whereas Toby Green's done something, and now the AFL have you know, gone to the, gone to the tribunal and said, "No, we want more than this." I just think it's the way he's he's, he's made a beeline for the umpire. It's it's he I, has. I don't like. He, it's not a great look at all. No, it isn't at all. And I, I agree that the fact he had to be suspended. I think they just you know there has to be a little bit of consistency. Do you, do you take Matt Stevicks? That's the umpire. For those that don't know, do you take his word into anything where he said that? At one point, not one point, did he feel threatened or that Toby did it maliciously? Does that get taken into consideration? That Matt Stevick didn't feel yeah. threatened or insulted by... The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... It's still done it, the wrong yeah, thing, exactly. for sure. It's, it's still, he still did it in a pretty aggressive and disrespectful way. Yeah. Which is which counters anything that Matt Stevick really says, isn't it? doesn't it? Yeah, Because you can't yeah. walk up to someone and do that. If I did that to you in the hallway, walking up, up here, you'd be like, what, what are you doing? You know, this podcast just, wouldn't be happening, mate. Exactly, but like that's what I mean. Like you can't, you can't do that and not, and not be aggressive or disrespectful or derogatory. Yeah, you know? no, for sure, for sure. So anyway, enough of that. Back to the to the game on Friday night. Yeah, Geelong were way too good, and the Giants. Yeah, their season's done. Had Toby Green out. Tom Green was also out, so they had two big outs, and yeah, they and were a never, few they others were never as well. It. Like Finn yeah. Mason wasn't playing. They've had a tough Jesse season Hogan with injuries. Play. Yeah, Hogan was laid out. Yeah, so they were. Never really in the contest and Geelong move on to the prelim to play Melbourne. So that's going to be a massive game next week. Very much looking forward to that. And I think this is Geelong's 15th prelim in yeah. 18 years or something ridiculous yeah, like enough. that. So that they're just, yeah, come on guys. When, you, when are you going to go on the decline? That's enough. I'm, yeah. <laughs> As a Carlton supporter, seeing that sort of record really, really makes me jealous. But um, surely their time to just plateau a bit and you know, not play finals one or two years. He's coming. Just give us that. Surely. Give us something. They just need, I think it was, was I saying to you before, off air, if they win the flag this year, does that mean a lot of their older players start retiring? Well, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like yeah, Tom Hawkins, Joel Selwood, mm. um, then Isaac Smith, Sean Higgins, those kind of guys all did. But then again, do they get the taste for it and go, oh, we'll give it one more crack? You, you just but don't a know. A lot of those blokes have already won two or three. As yeah, well. so exactly. Isaac Smith's won four. Three? Uh, I think three. I think no, it's three. Three, yeah. And then Hawkins Selwood, they're all part of the, the old dynasty. And then I think it's Dangerfield's the one that 
doesn't have the premiership and is desperate for it. So yeah, absolutely. But he's probably he's probably got another couple of years anyway. Yeah, I think, so yeah. But regardless, he's, he's on the wrong side of thirty. So they're all, they're all getting there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens after after this season. Um, as we touched on before, the other semi final on Saturday night between Brisbane and the Bulldogs was one of the best you'll see. Um, what were the all the highlights? Charlie Cameron was unbelievable early. Three goals in the first quarter. Well, he kicked five the week before, so yeah. you just saw that and you thought, geez, he's on again here, Charlie. He gets the crowd going, the team, he pumps them all up, and, yeah, he, he was looking unstoppable at one point. And he had a few chances throughout the game as well where he had one-on-ones and he was just out-burning his opponents and just yeah. didn't get on the end of as many as he would have liked after that. But, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, huge. And then Zach Bailey was great for the Lions. And um, then you look at the Bulldogs, you've got Jack McCrae, who's an absolute superstar, racks up the foot. I think he had five possessions in the first two minutes of the game. So he was... He was on fire, um, and then Bailey Smith, huge with that goal at the end, and kicked three goals for the game as well. So it was, it had everything. This game it was great to see. It, it was, was. Great spectacle. And like you mentioned, Bailey Smith, he kicks that goal, that clutch goal, and then Zach Bailey gets it up the other end yeah. for the lines and kicks another one, ties the game. You think, geez, what is happening? You just couldn't, you couldn't pick a winner in yeah. that one. And it was a rush behind of all things that I thought it was separated be a the draw, two teams, and that would have been very cool to see. That would we haven't seen. Time. I don't think I've seen one before in a I mean, final. Was, yeah, Port Adelaide West Coast. 2017, Luke Shield kicked it after the siren. Actually, yes, that's that was right. an extra time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I have seen one then, but yeah. not for. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. Yeah. But um, it would yeah, it would have been unreal to see that. But obviously, like I said, the rush behind was what separated the two teams and devastating for Brisbane. It's the second yeah. time in three years they've gone out in straight sets after having a top four finish. Does something need to change there? Because they've won one final out of their last five. One, yeah, I think one final they've won and they've lost five, mm. and the one was last year against Richmond. Do there's something there to change at Brisbane? Can they just not play finals, or has it just been I don't bad think luck? they can beat the, the top teams because I mean, I you, look at, it is. you look at these ones, I lost by a point to the dogs. Um, in 2019, they lost to the Giants by three points, so then he just lost as well. Do you count these as just unlucky losses because it could have gone either way, or is something not right? But then you look last year, they had the home prelim against Geelong in that COVID season where all the games were in Queensland, that was their best chance to do it, and Geelong smashed them in the prelim last year. Um, so, I don't know. And then Melbourne even touched them up last week too. So, I think it's just like they're, they're, they're a great team, but they're not great enough to beat your top two teams, I think. Because the Bulldogs are a top two team. They were all year. I think they're better than where they finished. Oh, absolutely. They're not, they're yeah. not a fifth on the ladder team, no. for sure. They, they should have had that double chance. And I really think they needed this win on the weekend to justify yep. their season. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's it's almost a waste if you yeah. go out, you know, um, that early in the finals after finishing well fifth, but you probably should have finished second, or arguably, um, yeah, it would have been disappointing for them. So they'd be pretty stoked to get the win and find their way into a prelim. Can they do twenty sixteen all over again? Oh, I mean, they said it on the commentary on the night. They're kind of giving us those twenty sixteen vibes, aren't they? Where they're just coming out of nowhere and looking like they could do it. I, I don't think so, but. What's to stop them, yeah. you know? I mean, like we said before the podcast as well, Bulldogs have given us the 2016 vibes, but then Melbourne have given us Richmond of 2017 mm. vibes where they did the same thing as us. So it, it, I think it's really still anyone's game at the moment. Um, and the Bulldogs could. I mean, why not? They'd, they'd be believing them themselves right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, back on Bailey Smith, Baz Lenka, his uh, left foot goal from the boundary in the last quarter to, to put him in front was huge. That's, that's as clutch as it gets, and... Celebration, the ice in the veins. Um, yeah, a bit of D'Angelo Russell it was, about it. It was so good. It really depends on the, what generation you're from. Um, 
in terms of how you interpreted that. Mm. Because the young kids today will be thinking it's that shoo yeah. that people have been doing. And yeah. then, you know, your other other sport fans like ourselves would know that that was a basketball reference. And yeah. then some of the oldies now are thinking it's a, it's a COVID jab reference, <laughs> yeah. which his Instagram didn't help. No, nah, I think, yeah. I mean, you think at that with two minutes left, he kicks probably the winning goal. He's thinking about doing a COVID jab sign. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, so it's clearly an, a, a, an ice ice in his veins symbol, which yeah, which is what Russell does in the, in the basketball. But I think he carried on a bit. Like he he did it for a good five, six, seven seconds, didn't he? Yeah, it went for yeah, it. It lasted. It, went for a it while. lasted. Mind you, though, yeah. the Brisbane crowd were flipping him off, giving yeah. him the bird. I'd be doing it as well. Like I, that just yeah. fires you up as a as a player. You see the opposition giving it to you after you've just like. You know, at the time, he probably thought he'd buried them and won the game for them. Yeah. Not knowing Zach Bailey was going to equal it two seconds later, or not two seconds, literally, but mm. not long after. Um, so, yeah, of course, that would have fired him up even more, I think. Yeah. No, I loved his Instagram post afterwards about the get vaxxed. That get, was good. Get vaxxed? Well, he's, yeah. he's got the, the platform to do it. Yeah. I mean, like you, you said this as well to me before we recorded, that how many young kids up there will look up to Bailey Smith, see that and go, well, makes a point. Yeah, exactly. And... I hope it triggered a lot of anti-vaxxers as well. It was good. Well, yeah, and it certainly the conversation. did. So oh, a lot of them suck up about it. So a lot of people weren't happy. Well, you know what? If you want to go watch the football and see people at Bailey Smith play next year, we're going to have to get mm, it. Exactly. So anyway, let's not get into it. Yeah, we don't so. get political here in the Pressure no, Point podcast. But all I'm, I'm just glad he glad he did that post. It was yeah, good. it was it was, it was good. good, and it was it yeah. put a bit of humor into it as well. Yeah, for sure. Before we get back to our regular scheduled programming, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Capital Edge. Capital Edge is a boutique company set up to help you build a property portfolio quickly and effectively whilst minimizing any direct out-of-pocket costs. They implement strategies to help reduce your payable tax and avoid the common pitfalls of property investment. The simple difference with Capital Edge is that with any investment you make, it's all about you. Capital Edge, educating clients to make informed property choices using research-based processes. And last but not least, Gavos Freight Solutions, GFS. We recommend GFS due to their expert advice in all facets of international air and sea freight forwarding, including consolidation logistics, personal effects, as well as in-house customs clearance brokerage. Better than the rest, the team at GFS has a combined experience of over 40 years in the industry and is led by Peter Gavos, an accredited customs and quarantine broker. So if you're in the need for professional importing or exporting, be sure to get in contact with Peter and the team at www.gfs.net. That's www.gfs.net.au. All right. Shall we preview the prelims? We shall. Yes. Prelim final weekend. That Some say, I don't say because I don't know, but a lot of fans say this is the best weekend to be a footy fan it's when, the, when your team's in it. It's the purest weekend of football, I believe, the yep. prelim final. It's um, because you know what's on the other end of it. And I think once you're in a grand final, there's almost that sense of we've made it, so win or lose – it's been it's been a success, successful year, win or lose. Whereas the prelim, it's sort of like, yeah, you you know what's on the other end of it, and you're so close to making the grand final. It just makes it such a pure weekend of football. Personally, I think so. I've had some good times and some bad times in prelim finals. Personally, being a Richmond supporter, but um, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I think we're in for an absolute ripper. Absolutely, and Friday night, no better start to to the weekend than than Melbourne and Geelong at Optus Stadium. It's going to be. This, yeah, I, I feel like this has got the, the markings of that Brisbane Bulldogs semi-final. I feel like it's going to go right down to the wire. Melbourne being the best team all season, they've got the superstars in their team. And then you've got Geelong, who the experienced players and also with their superstars and players that are desperate for that premiership. 
I feel like it's going to go right down, especially what happened in the last round where Geelong blew that 44-point lead against the Ds. I can't see that happening again. I don't I don't think that Melbourne will let themselves um, be blown out like yeah, that early on in the game. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that'll happen at all. I reckon it'll be right down to the wire, like you said. And, I mean, the last one did finish down to the wire with a goal after the siren. So yeah. I reckon we'll be looking at something pretty similar here. And it's almost disappointing that these two couldn't play off in a grand final because mm. – they're probably the two favourites at the moment. It's I think a lot of people are under the idea that whoever wins this game will win the for premiership. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case, but it would look likely. And I think for myself, um, I reckon Melbourne can just get the job done. I think, like I said, they're just they're just everything's going right for them at the moment. Um. All their players and all the right players are in form. Um. You know how many people in their team made the All Australian this year? Like just everyone's firing. Everything's clicking for them at the moment and. I reckon they'll get the job done, and I really hope they do as well. It's been such a premiership drought for them. Mm. I'd, I'd love to see them. You know, after all the heartbreak they've been through, it's a it's a good footy story. I think for them to for them to make, win this one. Yeah, for sure, it'll give us all hope. All us um, Carlton supporters out there, if Melbourne can do it, and like Richmond can do it, the Bulldogs can do it. Um, it'll certainly certainly help. But I don't know. I've just got this sneaky feeling. I don't think Geelong are going to win. I just don't. I think they're going to be reeling from that round twenty three game against them, and. Um, I just feel like they've got a lot more finals experience in their team to, to get it done. Um, you saw what they did. Brisbane were favourites against Geelong in the prelim last year and Geelong smashed them. So something similar could happen here. But part of me wants to see Melbourne get there because it's a fairy tale and everything. But I have a lot of Melbourne mates and if it was the other way around, they absolutely wouldn't be, wouldn't be saying that to me. So for that, I'm going Geelong. Do you think, and I was thinking about this earlier because it's a bit of a... Young versus old this game because Melbourne, all their stars are fairly young in terms of Petrarca, um, Clary. Um, geez, I'm, lo- I'm lost for players now, but Max, you know, Gorn. Max Gorn. Max Gorn's not old, he's not young, but he's not old either. He's sort of that middle aged yeah. sort of bracket, I guess. But a lot of their stars are still on the younger side, whereas Geelong's obviously on the other end. You saw after the game last week with Geelong that Tom Hawkins, he's grabbing his hamstring, Paddy Dangerfield with his sore hand. Yeah. Tom Stewart's obviously injured. Not that he's really old either, but, but he's not going to be there. There's talk of they're trying to get him up for it. Yeah, well, I did hear yeah. that. I did hear that. I don't know if that's a good that's, idea or not. Oh, but it's it's if he's the difference between winning a premiership, that do it. But how well do you perform when you're mm. not physically ready to be yeah. there? You know what I mean? That's a tough game, AFL footy. And yeah, I mean, look, if he if he thinks he's right and doctors tick him off, then by all means bring him back. But I'm, I don't know. I think the injury, from what I've heard, is should be he should be out longer than this. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. If it was during the season, he'd be absolutely rehabbed properly. But yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's a prelim and this grand final potentially coming up. Yeah, yeah. No, they might roll the, the dice with and it. And do you, yeah, do you risk not playing him, hoping that you win so you can play him for the grand final, but you might not make it? And that's a gamble you got to take, I guess. So I mean, that'll be up to the obviously the Geelong doctors and Tom Stewart himself. But um, yeah, do you think the fact I was talking about before? Do you think the fact that some of these guys are a bit older and pulling up a bit sore after these tough games and they come up against a younger Melbourne side who are, you know, probably a little bit fitter, uh, more. They've they recover the quicker. Off. They've had the week off. I don't know. I just, I think it might help them, their younger bodies a little bit. Because finals footy is tough footy. Mm. But like you said, Geelong's experience also comes into play. So it's, it's going to be an absolute belter of a game. You look at Geelong's forward line and Melbourne's defence, it's going to be an unbelievable battle. You've got Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, Radigalia up against Stephen May, Jake Lever. It's going to be, it's going to be one hell of, I think it's going to be one or lost in that. That area. And I think one of the difference makers could be Gary Rowan. Yeah. Only issue is with Gary Rowan, his finals performances have been 
stereotypically poor. Yeah. Um, he hasn't performed well in finals for the most part, but you know that when he's on, he can absolutely tear a game apart because he is that difference maker. You've got Hawkins and Cameron as your main two targets. Um, if Radical is down there as well, he's another one. But Gary Rowan sort of goes under the radar a bit and he's quick and he knows how mm. to find the goal. So if he can have a big game, he could cause a lot of havoc for the Melbourne defenders. But it just depends whether or not he, he rocks up. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be... It's going to be a great contest. Really looking forward to this one on Friday night. So, winner to go straight through to the grand final. Uh, the other prelim, we've got Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. This one is going to be just as good, especially with the way the Bulldogs played on the weekend and then Port Adelaide doing an absolute number on Geelong the week before. It's going to be a good one. I mean, that, that Port Adelaide crowd is going to be vicious over there as well. Tell you what, it's, uh, I haven't been, but it doesn't look like a fun place to be. Um, Adelaide Oval, when you're the opposition team, it, I, I would not want to be on the ground if I was the Bulldogs no. players. I mean, it looks, yeah, devastating over there. But it's going to be an absolute ripper, like you said. Both teams are flying at the moment. Bulldogs definitely bounce back after the little form slump late in the season, and they've definitely come back strong. And, you know, every like we said before, every chance to make it to the big dance. So why not? But I think Port Adelaide will be remembering their prelim final loss last year at home. And I, I just can't see them letting it happen again. Yeah. That that was, they arguably should have won that prelim last year. Um, they lost by only six points, so that was so close. And yeah, I can't see them letting it slip two years in a row. Prelim yeah. home, yeah. Like it, everything go. Everything, when you got the home prelim in Adelaide and your Port Adelaide playing the way you are, it's it's a tough one to lose. So yeah. it's their game to lose at the moment. And I think they'll just get the job done, but I reckon it'll be really tight because the dogs are great. Yeah, I think I think Port they've had the week off. They're doing their in their home. Home stadium, um, the Bulldogs with you know with the Bont potentially carrying an injury there didn't look great, and then Cody Waitman's out with concussion. Could, it might make it real tough for him, but it would not shock me if the Dogs did get up though in an, in an, another nail biter. No, absolutely not. Absolutely, it's just that's the thing. It could go either way, and that's the best part about finals football is yep. you just you really don't know. I think the one thing that will hold Port Adelaide in good stead as well is their backline because you look at the Dogs and with Bruce injured um, and like you said then Waitman out as well it just it sort of uh, it makes the Bulldogs forward line a little bit less threatening doesn't it yeah well there was talk about um, Jamara potentially coming in this weekend but that would be tough on the on the youngster to come in for a prelim and do you bring him in over Shaki who yeah, I mean he, he didn't do heaps but yesterday but he kicked that good like, yeah, that goal an, impo- an important goal and the week before well, the he played before. well yeah, yeah. so do you, you, can you really drop Shaq or do you play both of them I don't know Bevo's Done some interesting things this season at the selection table, so he could go for that tall forward line and yeah. bring Shaki. Um, I forgot his name now. I've already forgotten. Jamara, it. Jamara, Hagen, yeah. Nah, and um, Aaron Norton. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, you can go all three of those boys in the forward line. That could cause some trouble for Port. So it's, yeah, selection will be very interesting this week for all sides, but especially the Bulldogs. I think. Yep. Who's your tip? Port. Yeah, Port. Yeah, Port as well. All right, that is that is the finals. Uh, that is the prelim finals. Sorry, it's going to be a, a great weekend, as as Quinn said, the purest weekend of footy. It's a little bit bittersweet, I think. Is it is it weird for you, not being there? You've been <laughs> there the last what, four or five years. I thought it would be, but it's actually not. I'm actually really looking forward to. It's, it's not stressful at yeah. all. I'm looking forward to just watching some great games of footy. Obviously, you'd rather be there. That's you know that'd be silly to say otherwise. But no, it's not actually too bad. I'm not minding just what just is kicking back. What is the build up to? prelim final weekend like um, as a supporter depends if it's your first one that you've seen it's mm. nothing like nothing you've ever seen it's sort of 
like nervous, excited, all of everything. Yeah, it's more. I was more nervous for the prelim than I was the grand final. If we're talking about 2017, which yeah. is the first one, and I think that's because, like I said earlier, once you've made the grand final, it's like you know what, we we shouldn't even be here. We're here now. Yeah. We win. It's a bonus if we lose. Like it's disappointing, obviously, but we made it. Mm. Whereas the prelim, it's you just want to get there, and it's so nerve wracking, and you know you're in for a good game of footy for the most part. I mean, most prelims are relatively close that you see these days. So it's um. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, but also very nerve-wracking at the same time. But no place you'd rather be at this time of the year. Yeah, I can't wait to experience that one day. That's for sure. <laughs> very jealous. Um, all right, well, that is that is us done for this episode. It was a short, sharp one with Annie. The games are starting to get down to two on a weekend now, which is a shame. And then we've got the bye after the prelim final weekend as well. So next week we'll, um, we'll review the prelims and then preview the grand final, obviously, the after the bye and review the Brownlow as well, which will be on, uh, I think it's a Sunday night this year. Which will be interesting. In That'll be good. Yeah. So not sure how players, it's probably going to be a virtual event, I'd say, I for a lot of them. I think it'll be fairly similar to last year. Hopefully yeah. someone is allowed to present the Brownlow medals with their medal this year. What happened last year? I think Lockie Neal took it off the podium. It was just laying there and he had to pick it up and put it on That's himself. That's right, yeah. Which was, yeah. I mean, there were there's Brownlow medalists that live in Brisbane. Someone could have been there to give it to him. Like... Didn't have to be last year's medalist. It could have been somebody else. Yeah. Like Simon Black could have given it to him. Yeah, they like to do that's the handover, don't they? Yeah, that's presuming that Blackie actually lives in Brisbane. I'll just I think he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah, but you know, there, there, there was people there that could have done it. It didn't mm. have to be off a podium. It looked a bit silly for mine. So hopefully, someone can actually present it to him. But we'll see how we go. Yep. All right. Well, um, that is us done. As we say every week, make sure you like, subscribe, share with your mates. Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube. See us all there. Um, yeah, enjoy prelim final weekend, the best weekend of footy, and we'll uh, we'll chat next week. <laughs>